Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to another episode of Mock Footage. I am Joseph Linglois. My name is Ray Giroso, and I should not have worn these heels in the jungle. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it fashion is a choice, right? I mean, I am killing it, but this is very uncomfortable. I think my heel is bleeding, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to check. Well, okay. That means I've accepted defeat. I think you're kind of getting ahead of me a little bit. uh, Yeah, I'm the scout. Okay, okay. (laughs) That's good. Um, so this week we are discussing Predator 2, the sequel to Predator, which we discussed last week. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it a little bit and I I really like what Predator does in that it sets up the sequel with the first shot of the movie instead of the last shot of the movie. Like most of the movies from this time you'd see like the very ending, like Back to the Future. It's like and then there's then this is what's going to happen next. But in Predator, the very first shot is like an alien spaceship shooting a beam of light to the ground. And then that's never addressed again for the rest of the movie. And -hmm. you would probably forget about it until you watch it a second time. And you're like, Oh, that's the predator coming from space for some reason. But who is he? Why is he here? You know? And that, I Mm -hmm. feel like that's what's explored in the second one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let me clarify real quick about the whole heels thing. That's not my plot. That's no, not my I, I, plot. I assumed the heels were in. I was talking more about the fact. I was curious if it still takes place in the jungle or if we get a switch up on the setting. Um, No, I think there's a switch up, but I do want to clarify why okay. I talked about heels. Yes, please. It was an idea I needed to throw into the ether. Um, because I, while I was taking my shower this morning and thinking of some ideas, I had the thought, the devil wears predator in my head and I couldn't get it I out see, of my head I see. no matter what. So it's bad and it it's nothing. Do you think that's what happened? Like, like after the explosion, some high powered individual showed up at the scene in the jungle and found mm-hmm. bits of predator flesh around and was like, Ooh, I can make fashion out of this. Mm-hmm. And Hathaway and Mel- Meryl Streep swoop in and take yeah. the Predator bits and say, "This is my new fashion line." Mm-hmm. So, Mer- so do you think in Predator Two, perhaps Meryl Streep is the Predator? <laughs> it's a metaphor. There's no actual alien Predator, but Meryl Streep is being a Predator because she's siphoning intern money from from Anne Hathaway. Well, she does character. also have all the powers of the Predator because some of the equipment survived and she was able to. So this is just Devil's Wears Prada, but with Predator. Devil Wears Predator, exactly. Ah! <laughs> um, I should be clear here while we're while we're having a good time that I also have not seen Predator Two ever, so this is all fresh for both of us. Now, as as much fun as that that idea is, I do think that we should try for something a little bit more serious, a little okay, bit more right. realistic. So, all right, I have the, our first thought. Um, I, one, I need to know if the main character's name is Dutch. Yeah, so 
No, in in the first movie. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so the second movie revolves around Dutch's sister, Duchess. Duchess, okay. Mm -hmm. And she's in the city. And this is a more more urban style. This is like an urban collapse movie where the predator comes and, like, kills people in the city. Okay. And, like, is destroying buildings. And, like, you're like, oh, the predator is here more than here to just kill. It's also destroying the the city. But it's destroying pieces of the city for a reason. And we don't learn that till the second half when Dutch comes back to help his sister. So the first movie, the predator was some kind of like it, it was it was it was some kind of hunting thing, right? Like they were toying with their prey and they were having fun mm-hmm. and then they died at the end. And now there's a, a new kid in town, a new predator, and uh-huh. there's it's is it some kind of recompense? Is it some kind of retaliation for for killing the original predator that they're going after civilians now and destroying cities? Well, that'd be interesting. Lore-wise, are we making it so that the predators have some sort of like community, or are they all just like kind of individuals? And this one is also here. I I, I honestly don't know. Honest. Like I I don't know if I don't know if I'm asking you. What do you think? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 saying like I I haven't. I haven't found a good answer for it because I don't know anything about the Predator and like I don't know if he was alone in that spaceship or if it was a community and it was some kind of like like it was some kind of tradition with their race or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think I think that the new Predator is yes is is retaliating for de- the death of Predator One, okay. I think they were. I think they were husbands. Okay. Ooh, oh, oh. I think I that's never stated explicitly in the movie. All we see is that they have some kind of bond. But that makes me sad because we also kill this predator. Hmm. Mm, do we? Or does it get? No. Hurt? Wait. Sorry. This is Predator Two. There's two predators in this one. There's two predators in this one. There's, There's two, so Dutch and Duchess team up, and also mm-hmm. there are two predators. Okay, so yes, and the and the they're all siblings. Yeah, they're yeah. sibling pairs. Yeah, they were not. They were not husbands. They were. Uh, it. There were. There were three like siblings. The first yeah, one died. Yeah, and the, the third one, one was the oldest one. Right. Exactly. And then this this one's. They're not twins, but they're close in age. They're yeah, and it's their brother and sister. Mm-hmm. It's a parallel to Dutch and Duchess. Exactly. They're exactly. Or are Dutch and Duchess a parallel to the Predator? Oh, that's kind of the whole unifying theory of the Predator franchise, isn't it? Do you think we learned that in Pre- Three Tours that we learned that Dutch and Duchess had a third older brother who, in a prequel movie, died? Died because of a pre- of died the in original a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't. I don't know, uh, and I, I don't really want to think about it because we're not going to be watching Predators or The Predator. Okay. Which is the third and fourth movie, if that wasn't okay. clear. So this movie is pretty straightforward. Two Predators come, start destroying a city. Duchess is there and is doing well, and then her team starts dying off. So she's and- So she's like got a cool squad of soldiers as well. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm probably a smaller one because they're okay. in the city. They're like a patrol. Okay. You know. Um, so like four four people. Yeah. So what's Duchess like? Um, I think she, I think she's a lot like Dutch. I think she's very reserved and kind, okay. and strong. Uh, okay. and she cares very much for her team. However, she like she and Dutch obviously talked after what happened. And so she once she started seeing what was happening, she knew what to expect. She manages to keep her team alive for much longer, if not for mm. the whole movie. I don't mm. think I think that if they're if they, any of these characters die, it's not until like the very end. It's not it's not like the first one where they get picked off. It's more right. like a, and then they they start dying in the second half, the beginning of the second half, which is the reveal that there's a second predator. Right, right, exactly. Like they they corner one, they they disable its invisibility, and they're like, "All right, we got you." And then one of them just gets stabbed from behind, and the and the first one like gets away. Mm-hmm. And then we see the shot where one's running and the other one's running, and you're like, "Oh no, it's Predator." Yeah. Now I think I think Duchess's crew. So Dutch joins her uh-huh. at some point, but outside of that, there's three other people, and there's also Zero Sum <laughs> flying the ship. Zero Sum is back. Zero Sum is back. <laughs> Zero Sum is back. Thank goodness. <laughs> Zero Sum is back. Zero Sum is the one who flies Dutch in. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh. a, it's more of a cameo than an actual role. Uh huh. But what what's the big one liner Zero Sum gets? Um. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's boy delivery. <laughs> boy delivery. And then Dutch comes out and just nods at him and then the ship flies away. I've, I know I've seen like merch. I've seen t-shirts that say boy delivery on it. And I, it's gotta be from this movie. I'm sure of it. It's absolutely from this movie. Though. Um, so Dutch is here. Uh, what's the, but what's the rest of the... Has Dutch changed? I want to focus on the other characters, but has Dutch changed? Dutch, I want to say no. I think Dutch doesn't touch a gun in this movie. I think oh. Dutch is like mm. help helping and he's supporting, but he he is scarred and he doesn't want to fight with guns ever again. And he, I think he does end up having to fight, but it's like he did in the first movie with like pun- traditional weaponry. Mm-hmm. And then at some point he punches the ground and there's a supersonic wave and we learn that he has super punch power. That, no, him. come on. He's not the whole. Come on, Ray. <laughs> it was fine. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. What are the other characters? So there's Molly the sniper, right? Okay. And this is a much better place for sniping than a jungle. Well... People can snipe in the jungle, but there's more open spaces here. Yeah, this is this is gonna be better for it. And it's and Molly does get one of the kills. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, because like throughout the whole thing, she's like, I gotta get one of them. Like that's like that's her whole thing is yeah. I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill them. Right. And she does get one. And she does it without a scope. Because her okay. scope gets destroyed her, okay. during uh, one of scope the gets damaged during one of the scuffles, mm-hmm. one of the escape scenes, and she just kind of has to to do it with her eyes. Okay. Uh, who else is here? Uh, there is Chet. 
who <laughs> uses uh like close range uh, short range weapons like pistols and submachine guns and he's got a bunch of them and they're all like strapped up to his body and he like reaches around and pulls That's them out. That's a lot. Yeah, he never the thing about him is that he never reloads once throughout the movie. Once he's once he uses he all just, the bullet in a gun, he just drops it and He just reapers it. Yes. Gosh. Yeah. Like when and when the movie starts, he looks like a really big guy. Uh mm-hmm. but by the end of it you find out that he's just like he's like really skinny and <laughs> he's like really small and he uses that to his advantage too because he like goes through a tunnel and like a really close quarter space mm, because he's out of guns right he's out of guns he's only okay. got he's only got one like one pistol left does chet die no i i think molly and chet both live there's only one death Aww. and we have to find out who that is right now it's sydney sydney mm-hmm. what's sydney's deal um, they die. <laughs> my <laughs> my initial thought was he's the rogue, but I'm like we already I already did a rogue. Yeah. Uh, we uh, still need a warlock. He's the caster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he throws a fishing net, uh, line at people. A fishing to, to line to snag him because he's a caster. Okay. All right. <laughs> he starts telling us the 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 what's up going on in the city and starts telling the audience. Because he's a caster. Okay. Yeah. He's going to guest on this podcast. Because he's a caster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. He's that's going to choose that's... who else is in the movie with him. Because he's a caster. Mm-hmm. That's that's Sydney. He's going <laughs> to... He's going to help people that have broken bones put them into rigid tubes so that they can heal properly. Because mm-hmm. he's a caster. Because he's a caster. He has a brother who uses plaster. <laughs> and they work together in a business with the caster, the casting. Okay. I think we ran out. I think. <laughs> I, I think, think you just didn't want to dive deeper with me. I don't think that was deeper, Ray. Mm, you're probably right. <laughs> Sydney is not a fighter, Sydney is a civilian they picked up. Okay. And it sucks that they lose him because his whole deal is that he wants to get back out. Of, he wants to get out of the city, but he was helping people at the beginning escape. He He's just a good person, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have any combat skills. And unfortunately, he, he dies in a sacrifice. Okay. Uh, about three fourths of the way. Okay. The movie. That's, and that's when we find out there's a second predator. Right. That's also probably when Dutch is like, okay, I have to fight too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that snaps him out of it, out of whatever funk he was in. He's like, people are dying again. I, I got it. I got to do this. Right. Now, I would like to know if, similar to the first movie, they use the environment to their advantage in the, in the final fight. Um, so the, instead of a jungle, this is an urban jungle. Right. Do they use like running through buildings and setting traps in buildings and pushing over a building? <laughs> yeah. I feel like they and, have to use things that like the aliens couldn't expect. Like a fire hydrant. Like they go into a a casino and there's like slot machines everywhere and that really mm. messes up with their messes with their optics. Ah, okay. I was uh, thinking they would use a fire hydrant and blast water at them yeah. revealing them. 
Yeah. Oh, and the, you okay. know what else they use? They use a fire extinguisher to cover themselves in the white foam. Ah, instead of the, the mud. Vision. What the predator probably has to have a new power, right? Like buzzsaw. Okay, one of them has a buzzsaw. And uh, the other one. Go on. No, go ahead. I don't have anything. Um, I was I was just trying to flesh that out a little bit more. Like I think she's the bigger one, and she has yes, a buzzsaw. absolutely. Yeah, she she has two buzzsaws. I think actually, that is that her weapons of choice, or is she using like the gun for most of it, and then decides to pull out the buzzsaws? The buzzsaw is the weapon of choice. Um, okay, she does use a gun when needed. I also think we see the predator use human guns in this. So there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of action, and I'm realizing that's a problem because we've decided most of our characters don't die but i think that there's also like the army and like cops or whatever you know like Mm -hmm. there are other people around that are getting killed in these action sequences yeah for sure like the opening sequence is just a massacre uh by this by predator in big quotes because we only see one okay so i think that's the other thing is that the the other brother is focused on like explosive weapons. Like yes, got like a EMP rocket launcher and just a ton of grenades and like a little, a little shuriken type throwing star that also Mm -hmm. is a bomb. And it like, he like throws it at cars and Mm -hmm. stuff and sticks it into stuff. So then we see cars flying around. Yeah. Michael Bay style. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. It's lots of explosions, lots of like buildings falling down. And it's, it's very, whereas the first movie was pretty understated, like, and except for with the actual violence, like everything else was pretty like calm. The Mm -hmm. environment was pretty serene. This one is like, there's, it's just constantly stuff happening. As soon mm-hmm. as the action starts, it doesn't stop until both the predators are dead. Right. Um, speaking of predators, so the first one that dies at the end is the the small brother with the sniper shot from Molly. Right. The second one is taken out by Duchess with one of the predator guns that the sister oh, drops yeah. uh, at some point, and they managed to, to oh, nab it. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to take what you did and I'm going to alter it just ever so slightly. Uh-huh. Uh, Duchess Duchess shoots it and aggros it and it's charging uh-huh. toward her. Mm-hmm. And then Dutch just kind of jumps in off of screen from off screen and like tackles her and in that process sticks her with one of the shuriken bombs. Uh-huh. Okay, yes. And she, like, cuts him up, and he's, like, dying, but he's laughing and smiling just like the Predator in the first movie, and they both blow up. No. I know that... I don't think that Arnold Schwarzenegger actually dies, but I think that's a really good ending to our movie, and I want it to, I want it to end that way. Do we see that, that drop in sanity from Dutch throughout the movie? I mean, he's, he's never no all guns there and, and ends with I have to to die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I don't think it was well, a, I, a lot a loss of sanity decision. 
Like, it was like, I have to do this or my sister will die, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's like, I don't think he's ever, he's not, he's never the same as he was in the first movie. You can tell that he's thinking of some, he's looking in the distance. Yeah, he, throughout lot. the movie, he looks like he did in the last shot of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's our actors here? You usually ask me, I'm asking. I know. Oh man, I'm never gonna ask you this again. This sucks. Yeah, embrace the chaos. Duchess is played by. Was this too early for Anne Hathaway? Yeah, just a touch. Yeah, it is. Just a touch. One, it could just be Anne Hathaway though. No. Okay. Duchess is played by Courtney Cox. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm with it. I like that. I think she's got a a small. And fierce energy. That's exactly what I'm imagining for Duchess. Okay. I'm not going to subject you to casting the rest of them because I do that every week and now you know. Now you have the Who feeling. Who plays the brain? <laughs> Zero sum? Yeah. It's probably... Oh, you know who it is. Who is it? Uh, They got Bill Farmer to voice. I don't know who Z- that is. That's the voice of Goofy. But he doesn't use a Goofy voice. He uses a charismatic oh, voice. Okay. okay. So no one know, So no one knew that it was Goofy. I couldn't imagine the guy who does the Goofy voice do any voice acting that isn't the Goofy voice. <laughs> 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 so yeah, they got a very charismatic Bill Farmer to come in and voice Zero Sum in both the first and second movie. That's good. Um, we've had a lot of fun here. I think it's time for us to watch the movie. What was our favorite line? It's, it's boy delivery. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big one. But mine was, um, at the climax when Dutch does the thing. Okay. Um, and Duchess realizes what happens and she just solemnly says, welcome to the jungle. And then the explosion happens. (laughs) Okay. Good. And then we hear the Guns N' Roses song. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like, ending fall down. That's the end of the movie. Oh, man. There. Well, just like that one scene when they went into the movie theater, I think that we should go get some popcorn and mm-hmm. watch And then we movie. learned that Dutch survived in the third movie and is a Terminator now. Oh. <laughs> Terminator is the third movie in the Predator series. <laughs> Whoa, 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 hold your horses there, partner. It's time for us to slow down and read a few ads together. To start off this week, we're going to discuss Force Friends Rewatch. Did you know that Star Wars fandoms don't have to be toxic Sarlacc pits of gatekeeping and misogyny as well as racism and homophobia? It's true. Meet Andy and Ryan, the hosts of Force Friends Rewatch. They watch the television series of the Star Wars universe and discuss the impact each episode had on them as fans and human beings. And they definitely only talk about the TV shows, and only occasionally the films, theme parks, video games, tabletop games, action figures, cosplays, actors, writers, workers, novels, comics, and lore, but mostly, it's just the TV shows. And you can catch Force Friends Rewatch every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you might listen to your podcasts. Pod Racer? Podcasts? Coincidence? Next, we're going to talk about what you call it, have you heard of the what you call it? Oh, you're just gonna love it. It's better than a tater tot hot dish. I listen to the promo every time when I put them up. 
What You Call It is a conversational freeform comedy podcast where two friends talk about whatever's on their minds. And it could be just about anything. Join Britt and Reed as they get together to discuss current events, pop culture, or any other nerdy thing that comes to their mind. New episodes of that are available every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio, or wherever else you might find your podcasts. And you really ought to give it a listen and uh, celebrate with the hosts. Britt just recently got married, and and her wife looks really, really lovely, and they look really happy together. So I'm very happy for them, and you should celebrate with them by giving what you call it a listen. What you call it? Your belly button is your old mouth. That's their tagline. Speaking of taglines, Predator 2 doesn't really have one. So we're going to go watch the movie now. Well, Ray, well, us, how did you feel after that movie, after Predator 2? I'm ready for the next one. Yeah, right? That was a good sequel. It was a it was a really good sequel. And I mean, in the same way that Aliens was a good sequel to Alien. And it, it did a lot of things differently, but it kept the core DNA the same. Mm-hmm. And it had Bill, Bill Paxton play kind of a heel who ends up being a, a good guy before dying. Did he die? Yeah, his he was decapitated. From the lower half or upper half? No, uh, you're thinking of um, Gary Busey. I am thinking of Gary. Okay. I'm saying Bill Paxton. Oh. Bill Paxton was in both the sequels, both the Aliens and in okay. Predator 2. And in both the movies, played a heel who end up, ended up being kind of cool. Right. Getting Sorry. Yes. So therefore, he is the continuity between the yes. two series. Yes. And he'll definitely feature heavily as the third brother slash ancestor in AVP. So AVP does kind of have a little bit of a messed up lore because Bill Paxton... Oh, you know what? Alien happens in the future. So yeah. he could be a... He's an ancestor. Uh, an ancestor, yeah. All right. It's all good. <laughs> but also, right now in the present, weirdly enough, and this is jumping far ahead, the Predator has a Xenomorph trophy. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was It was like they walked into Xenomorph Studio and said, can we borrow a skull? And they said, yes, here. Well, and they gave them a skull. Yeah, let's let's get into it. So... This movie does explore a little bit more of the lore of the Predator race of aliens. I don't know what they're called, but predators? I'm just going to be calling them Predators. Um, uh. And it, we get a lot of that toward the end of the movie. So it starts off it, it starts off in the action. There's like a gang shootout. They're shooting at the cops. It's in LA. And it does take place in the city. Uh-huh. And... Um, we see this like extended action sequence where these gang members are shooting at cops and there's this chaos on the streets and this is interspersed with infrared predator vision focusing on one specific police officer played by Danny Glover. Uh, my I was going to make a joke about his name being Daniel Gloveman, but I forgot to do that. So. <laughs> It's Daniel Gloveman. It's Daniel Gloveman, my friend. Um, and <laughs> so Daniel Gloveman, the police chief. I don't know 
what a lot of the character names in this movie because they're all pretty standard. They're like Mike and Jerry uh-huh. and Tom. I I don't know who's who, but I know Danny Glover um, is just like this really competent and hot-headed uh, police chief who plays by his own rules. You know, you know the <laughs> you know the, the one. Um, and you know him. He succeeds in rescuing some of the injured police officers and cornering the gang. Um, But he doesn't kill the gang because when he arrives at their, like where they had holed up, they were all already killed as we, and we, the viewer know by the predator alien had -hmm. come in there and basically cut them all up. And then the predator's not like reveal himself to Danny Glover right away. Um, he's hunting him. He's decided that this is going to be his big prey and his big trophy and um, spends the rest of the movie kind of stalking him and setting up this little mystery for him. The predator kills some more gang members in LA and starts killing members of his police team. And we get this colorful cast of characters Um, and escalation mounts. The body count rises. There are a lot more casualties in this one because it takes place in a city. It's not just the limited cast. So there's police officers Mm -hmm. getting killed. There's gang members. There's even civilians that have guns uh, at one point. Yep. And at the end of it all, uh, Danny Glover manages to, through a very long fight sequence, uh, manages to back the Predator into a corner and he finds himself on the alien ship uh, and ends up killing him uh, and, and winning, winning the day only to find out that there are like a dozen other aliens on the ship with him. But rather than kill Danny Glover, they like reward him with a trophy and, and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I was like, dang, I want to see what happens next. <laughs> and they teased it. <laughs> they teased it, but I don't believe a direct sequel to this movie ever got made because another one didn't come out for another 20 years. Right. The next movie that came out that featured Predator was AVP. Was AVP. Yeah. So oh, well, uh, that's that's kind of the the broad strokes of the plot. Um, why don't we go? Why don't we dive into some of the character work? Mm-hmm. I really like how Donald Gloveman's character mm-hmm, was mm-hmm, jumping mm-hmm. from roof to roof Danny. so easily. Danny or Daniel? Donald Glover is uh, childish Gambino. <laughs> I've made the mistake enough times that I want to save you from it. <laughs> Sorry, go on about Daniel Gloveman. Gloveman is very much afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. And that is used in two scenes. Yes. Uh, one near the beginning to set up that he's afraid of heights, and one when he's trying to get down a building to get at, to chase after the Predator while the Predator is fixing itself. Yes. And that's when I decided this movie is taking too long. Yeah. It does really drag out. And it it's weird because the first movie, like that long extended scene at the end, was really good. It was kind of the high point of the movie for me. 
Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, it was kind of the opposite where like that it was just too long and we knew that Danny Glover wasn't going to die. Mm-hmm. And like it, it, there was a lot of fun, creative stuff being done by the set and by with props, but there wasn't a lot of fun, creative stuff being done by the character. It, it was all it was all pretty straightforward, I guess. It, it wasn't very I don't know. Mm hmm. It. They were just having fun with it at that point. Like, how many how many more special effects can we throw into this movie? Let's, yeah, and wouldn't it be cool if the predator stuck his spear up into the sky and got struck by lightning for no reason? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. And then the I really like the last like ten minutes. Yeah, where we're in the predator ship and we get predator lore, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, but other than that, I don't know. The whole we get scraps. Like, we get little scraps, which is nice, but. Uh, I'm sure I'm speaking for both of us when we both say we like Leona. Mm-hmm. Leona was great. Leona was pregnant. Leona was pregnant, and the predator alien spared her because of that, which and is a little yucky. That's you know, is uh, there's I mean it's I'm glad I'm glad that she didn't get killed, but there's there's a lot to unpack there, and we're not gonna we're not gonna do it right now. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's just too much. There's too much to go through. Did you like Jerry? Jerry, the Bill Paxton? Yeah. I don't know who played him still. He's the game over guy, game over. He's the heel. He's the the Lone Star schmuck who joined the team from out of town. I liked him by the end. Yeah. He was too much. He He, was so much. I think he, I think, I think it worked. I like he he was kind of awful and I said this during the movie too he was kind of awful in a way that like to me intimated a certain kind of insecurity about himself and a certain kind of like fragile fragile mm-hmm. masculinity that I felt like with some work could have been overcome and it felt like he had a good core down down beneath it all. I mean, he was a due diligent cop who told everyone to get off the train. Yeah. Yeah, and he he put himself out in the line of fire and he put the team first. Like he was told at the beginning of the movie like that he he was kind of he was kind of a hot shot and he kind of had this arrogance about him and he was told like listen, you got to put the team first. I don't want any theatrics, I don't want any garbage. And he never like that was never a problem for him. He was he was like a little He does it. He was a little it whiny about it at first, but he he never once like went against that order. Yeah, I think I think Jerry was a good character. He was annoying. He worked, he didn't work for me. Okay. There was That's just, fair. his energy was just off. It that's felt fair. like he belonged in a different movie. Honestly, when he that's fair. Like when he first came on the screen and he was in the police station and he was like had this the this big like presence and this big like peacocking look at me attitude. He felt more like the the guy in Die Hard who got himself killed. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. And he but tones it down after everyone down. tells him to. Yeah. Like you said, he doesn't make a fuss about it. Yeah. The predator the predator in this movie is the caster from the first half of the movie. 
the cast for the first half of this podcast the first half of the episode yes he does even in fact throw a fish in at <laughs> multiple times <laughs> does cast his line he also has a fishing sphere spear He's uh, very fish adjacent. I did say something about him mending broken limbs, and while he doesn't mend his broken limb, he does cauterize a wound when his arm gets cut off. So that's mm-hmm. like weirdly close, right? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> I feel like the predator in this movie, because we have an established predator, um, was on the hunt, and then I wasn't really sure what was happening with the predator by the second half. He was just kind of going on a rampage at that point. Yeah. Still trying to get Harrigan, but it felt sloppy. He felt sloppy. He felt like a sloppy predator. Well, that's I mean, why he, he lost, lost, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he lost. He, 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 Danny Glover, Harrigan? Is that his name? Uh, Mike? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, proved himself to be a better hunter, I guess. I don't know. And I'm not like, I'm not super interested in all of the, the politics of the, of the predator race. And I don't really care about any of that. I just thought it was, I just thought it was a fun ride. It starts off with a ton of explosions and a shootout and a cutaway of one of the gang members just like grabbing a bag of cocaine and slamming it onto his face <laughs> was so silly. It was so silly, um, and it was a it was a fun ride for me. I didn't like the first half. It wasn't a fun ride for me. Interesting. I don't know. I I like the setup. Talk about Mister Glovemans. Uh, I could all day. I I think he's very handsome and um, very charismatic, and I I really love his no nonsense attitude. And he, I feel like he takes that to every single role he has. And mm. it is endlessly charming to me. His team is being targeted and he knows it. And he tries his best to protect him. He's he's received some interference from some FBI folks. One of them played by Gary Busey, who is also weirdly charismatic and handsome in this movie. <laughs> um, and I don't know. He's... I don't know what to say. I, I he makes I like a mistake. A... What is what is his mistake? He and his friend try to interfere, and he said to, to I don't remember his name. What's his name? The one who died, Danny. Oh, Danny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny. Danny, Danny and... was the first death. He and Danny. He tells Danny that they're going to go investigate one of the the killings because they found some mm-hmm. suspicious things, and Danny gets there and he gets killed and. Uh, Harrigan is carrying that around through yes. and is the main driving force for a lot of the movie. Yes. Cuz that was he was told not to interfere. He interfered and got his one of his friends killed. One of his long-time friends killed. Yes. And they That's established true. that very quickly. That's and true. that is the main point of why he is there trying to kill the predator and interfering with the police the government the fbi, FBI but the thing is the, the fbi clubs. people are not exactly handling it well either because they're just doing everything they can to capture the predator and mm-hmm. use its alien tech um and they think they know more than they do and, and they, they underestimate it and they all get killed because of it well what's interesting is that they 
have the scene in the slaughterhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, we, we have all this stuff to cloak us from the creature. And then they're cloaked from the creature. And then in a surprising turn of events, the predator has different heat si- signatures. Right. Uh, reading types that it can do. Right. And it swaps between them until he gets one where, that he can use to his advantage, which was a new power for us as well, yeah. the viewers, which but was really also, cool. But also, it shouldn't have been... It shouldn't have been all that surprising because no, the, don't like, assume you know everything about this creature. The FBI, the FBI guy is like, they can only see an infrared, which means that you know what is like the difference between seeing how humans do and seeing in infrared, which means that you know that people and things can see on different spectrums of light, and this is a very clearly sophisticated, like alien creature that is here to kill us and you'd think it doesn't know about different spectrums of light like you don't think it doesn't have any like our soldiers in real life can use infrared and right have been able to for decades which is why making this movie was possible you know like i it's it just was so arrogant that i guess you know i guess i didn't consider the fact that you know it, it was entirely Mike Kerrigan's fault that uh, Danny died, but that's because he's the hero. <laughs> like he's <laughs> at the end of the day, he's still right. Uh, at least in my heart. I mean, he is like he's not going around trying to capture this thing for for goods. He's he's it's a revenge story. Yeah, and that's well, relatable. It's it's not just revenge. Like it's not just. It's not just a personal quest. Like, the city is in danger. Mm-hmm. People are being killed en masse. Like, right. They don't play that up too much, but he is still a cop. Um, I want to know how you felt about the, the Jamaican gang, the voodoo princes or whatever. Voodoo posse. King Willie? King Willie and... Listen, I don't know much about Los Angeles and gang warfare, and I don't know if this movie did justice to... It definitely didn't do justice to voodoo as a practice. Um, It was... I thought I f- it was an interesting take. I felt like it wasn't at all... It was certainly appropriative, but I felt like it wasn't at all disrespectful of a voodoo like it wasn't dismissive of it and king willie though he does get killed like king willie felt right was one of the coolest characters in the movie he was only on the yeah. on screen for a short time but he was really cool and he had a really cool fight scene where like the invisible predator was walking through water and you could see splashes mm-hmm. from it was, it was super cool I liked King Willie, but like I said, I don't know much about either any of those cultural touchstones uh, that's, to say a lot. That's the trick of, of watching these older movies and like, cause like I had, a, I had a legitimately very good time watching it and, I'll, and like one thing that I kept noticing was how, how much fun I was having with the outfits and the style of a lot of the criminals mm-hmm. like a lot of them had just really colorful wardrobes and very interesting and unique 
accessories. And, you know, that's because villains are a lot of times queer coded. Like that's, that's just a thing. And it's, it's a good style, you know, like, and those, those two things get so mixed up and same thing with like all of the gangsters being people of color. Like there, there were people of color as the police officers as well. There weren't really a lot of white people in this movie at all, Mm -hmm. which is good. Uh, The entire government was white. Right, exactly. All of the FBI folks were were white, and that that was the man coming in and mm-hmm. expressing their influence. There, but it's 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 tough. It's it's complicated. I don't know. There's I have a I have complicated feelings about it. I guess. Yeah, the tough part about these movies is that we have both grown and learned about the world, and that and we understand that people are people, and you know these movies are here for fun. And it won't get things right all the time. Mm-hmm. But when it's doing things in malice, that's pretty clear a lot of the time. And yeah. I don't think this movie was doing that. Yeah, exactly. I think that it I think that it really walked back on some of the mistakes of the first one in a really good way. Like, for instance, uh Jerry, Bill Paxton's character, was kind of similar to Hawkins from the first movie and making not not in good taste jokes um and was kind of like the comedian of the group but this movie knew that he wasn't funny like and his jokes weren't nearly as disrespectful and i thought i thought like i could feel that difference and well it mm-hmm. still would have been better if he hadn't been you know sexist or anything in the first place it was still in my in my perception a much better uh it was more much more palatable i'll say that Mm. i have a hard time with it because i have very low tolerance for those things i don't think we should be saying yes or no to like like i said it i don't think this movie's trying to be mean about a lot of the it's a product of its time and it doesn't excuse it we say that like every week but if this movie came out this year i would not be happy no me neither yeah i unless it was making like a clear statement yeah uh which this movie was you know like you said trying to fix the mistakes of the first movie a little bit but it still rubs me the wrong way you know because i've faced a lot of the issues uh in person and i really don't want to deal with it in a movie <laughs> yeah yeah me maybe i'm just a special snowflake uh, <laughs> i still like this movie though dutch was not in this movie duchess was not in this movie we did have a short fierce woman on the squad mm-hmm. was not played by courtney cox which i'm very grateful for <laughs> I really wish sometimes this is not about the movie. This is about mock footage. I really wish sometimes that my characters were real and I really want to see a team up between uh Duchess and um Grand Blank. I just want to okay. see that. I just want to okay. see my version of Grand Blank and Duchess <laughs> do a buddy cop movie. That's what I want. You can see it, can't you? Uh well sort of 
except for that your version of grand blank in my mind is just benoit blank like it's the same guy it's the same guy (laughs) it's true (laughs) i did say detective and that's what we got but regardless i want duchess i want a duchess movie anyway maybe predators will serve on that huh Maybe the Predators were the characters we made along the way. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should really be focusing on right now. Um, I want to go back to the movie because clearly we have a job to do. They use sprinklers in this movie to get the Predator wet, which I did say fire hydrant, which was close enough. Yeah, yeah. And also, the government people were covering themselves. They were trying to mask themselves. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, on, there was a fire extinguisher in the movie. It did yep. get used. Yep. It was pretty close. Yeah, just a, a lot of the stuff that we said was, like, weirdly, <laughs> weirdly tangentially related. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say close or correct, but related. I, I think like, like lucking out and saying that it was in this in a city instead of in the jungle like really gave us a lot of gave us a lot of freebies. Mm-hmm. Well, I I'm glad you mentioned that because the opening scene of the movie is forest and jungle, and it's running through the the cameras quickly going through this forest, and then it pans up, and then we see a city, and it says Los Angeles, and it's mm-hmm. the movie saying, we're out of the jungle, that part's over. Yeah. We're not going back to that. Yeah. yeah. And it said it's in the city, which has, is a very interesting setting for a hunting movie. Yeah. I, I think that's why I liked it. it. It gave me, like, TMNT vibes, like, I don't know. I, I guess I just like 80s movies that take place in a city. There's something about that specific aesthetic. Oh, well, this is technically a 90s movie. This came out in 90. Mm. But uh close enough. 80s 90s that that era. Um there's there's something about it that just I don't know. I don't know. I like it. Uh, there was so, there was definitely stuff I could have done without in this movie, but uh I had a good time. Mhm. But I want to ask you. I want to ask you if you think watching this movie for the first time was worth it i know it sounds like i was negative a lot of the time but i do think it's worth a watch for mr Glovemans, <laughs> for leona the train yeah. scene the train scene was really cool the train scene was great and um danny too and danny yeah danny danny was good i that first shot of like when when Danny Glover comes onto the scene and we see him and Danny and Leona and some other guy who ends up not being important, but like it's it's framed so perfectly, and a lot of the framing and the camera work in this movie is very fun. Like when the, the first time they go into the police station and the camera pans all the way through and we see all of these like criminals and low lives and and these cops like pushing them around and stuff and it's there's just a lot of character in there and mm-hmm. it's it's well done yeah i really like how i said in the movie i like how it introduces the main players yes um because it has dan glover come in on a car and then just kind of swoops in and i'm like hmm somebody's a main character yeah uh, and then he starts talking to people and the camera like ever so slightly shifts to leona and i'm like hmm there's another main character yeah 
Yeah, and then, like you don't realize right away that they have main character energy, and then you're like, wait a second, look at their outfits. They're kind of unique. <laughs> and then we're in the police station, and it's panning, and it's panning, and then it gets to Jerry, and I'm like, yeah, that's the one. It's mm-hmm. It was cool how it, it set up the, the main I cast. really thought Jerry was going to be like a company man traitor kind of guy, and he was going to die in a cowardly way. But I'm then glad he didn't. I realized it's done that. Bill Paxton. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So you you said that you think it's worth watching. I I also do. I had a great time. This is my first watch. Um, I would I I would really recommend this movie. I would also say honestly that like you don't have to watch the first one. I no, after watching could, this, you don't have to watch the first one. I think you could skip Predator and be fine with just Predator 2, and it's 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 A-OK. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to Mock Footage. You can find us on Twitter at Mock Footage. You can send emails to mockfootage at gmail.com, I guess. Don't actually go there. <laughs> Or do. I don't know. Tell me don't what Don't do it. No, don't give yourself a virus. No, don't. Don't tell people to do that. Stop. I, I won't. I'm, but, but you know. Uh, and Stop. <laughs> I want to say thank you to <laughs> Haley Rose for the use of her voice uh, every week uh, with the introductions. Very, very helpful and really sets the tone of the show, I think. What do you think, Ray? I really like the scene where the camera pans over to, in the coffee shop and then it stops on Haley and you're like, that's a main character. That's a main character. That there, that's a main character. And then she starts the monologue and you're like, oh, she's going to tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also want to thank Ross Jerson for the creation of our cover art. Uh, it's lovely and you're lovely. Thank you. And I want to say thank you to Chongo for the use of Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop, which helps us put a little lullaby at the end of every episode. Thank you, Ryan. Um, can I can I do can I do something real quick? Yeah, hit me. Gamers, rise up! Is that it? You want to know why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joe, do you want to know why? I do. I'm streaming. Oh yeah. If you don't know what a stream is, it's a thing on Twitch.tv or YouTube where people play video games live. I do that now. I play video games for your enjoyment. You can find me on Twitch.tv slash LRA13 and also keep an eye on my Twitter at LRA... At LRA. At LRA... At LRA? At LRA? It's in the show notes. At LRA 13. There's the 13s in both. Yes, I'm the 13th the LRA, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> anyway, I started streaming video games because a lot of my friends do it. So uh, if you want to check me out, go go there. Do it. It's fun. I joined him for the test stream and we played Sea of Thieves for like six hours after playing Overwatch. <laughs> Almost for an eight hour. hours. It was wild. It was a, it was a blast. <laughs> yeah, and... We would also really appreciate it if you could leave any feedback on the show uh, on iTunes or on Pinecast. Either way, we will see it. We'll read it on the show. And please tell a friend. We've been growing and we want to keep that ball rolling. Uh, keep spreading the news about the show if you like it. And if you don't like it, what are you doing here? I mean, I appreciate your listenership, but like, it's okay. I won't be mad if you want to listen to something else. I will be. 
Ray will be, but I'm tracking every single person. He's tracking. He's looking for his next prey. So I'm be a careful. podcast predator. He's a caster. Look out! I hate that. I'm a caster. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of predator, it's caster. That's the sequel to Predator Two. It's caster. <laughs> it's caster. <laughs> Maybe that's why I can't find the sequel because it's called something else. There's there's another one in between somewhere. <laughs> uh, I think it's time for us to get out of here. Ray, what was your favorite line from the movie? <laughs> I almost just said bye bye, but that's not. <laughs> it's not. Boy delivery. Boy delivery. <laughs> it's uh. Gosh, I don't there's know. Of, a lot of cusses in this. There are one. a lot of swears that were good. A lot of it's good a... cusses. You're un. You're one ugly boy. You're one ugly. You you. What it's it's when Danny Glover says, "Man, you're one ugly," and then the alien wakes up and he says, "Mom," <laughs> <laughs> and then the alien wakes up and says, "Boy delivery." <laughs> you remember? Wait, real quick. I'm sorry. The, you remember the scene? Where Bill Paxton comes back after we thought he died, and then he dies after, but he says, Boy delivery! <laughs> and then shoots the alien predator friend. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Welcome to the ad firm of Parker, Lennox, and Rose. Our job is to take your brand and bring it to the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist. None of us have studied advertising. In fact, we don't know anything about business at all. The one thing we do know is how to make your product a viral failure. Coke is just better than Dr. Pepper because Coke did not... Dr. Pepper already did their own advertising by having an actual advertisement where the slogan was, It's not for women. (laughs) (laughs) This is Advertising. Brought to you by Lunar Light Studio every other Monday. Available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.